You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey, Amiibros. It's time for another Nerd Overload, your pop and geek culture show that covers everything in the news that came out this week. I'm Josh. I'm Sam. I'm Cody. And I'm Samantha. We have a great show for you this week. Thank you for tuning in. We have a bunch of news, but as always, let's get into some things we've been uh, checking out. Well, I have something kind of special. Okay. I saw a few weeks ago, I've been like chomping at the bit to talk about this. Okay. You haven't been on the last couple shows. I'm excited. <laughs> I saw on Twitter where John Benjamin released a jazz album where he plays piano. Thing is, he doesn't know how to play the piano. Oh my God. <laughs> it's called, what was it? Well, I should have. There's an asterisk. My mom's learned to play the piano. <laughs> and he's playing with like a bunch of really good jazz people. Musicians. Musicians. Yeah. And he's just like, clanging away on a piano. Oh, yes. that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They, for those who don't know, Jay, uh, John Benjamin, he's uh, the voice of Bob from Bob's Burger. He's um, Archer. Archer. Coach, Mag- uh, Coach McGurk from uh-huh. Home Movies. Yeah. Just, he's been in a lot of stuff. John so, Benjamin of John Benjamin has a van. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so funny. Like he's he's a short little he's a short little dude. Oh uh, my god. It's, like it just kills me. Like I didn't know like people not playing the piano well is hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. Oh wow. But like I, it'll be like the three guys just playing like some pretty awesome jazz licks and then it'll get quiet and you'll hear We'll probably have to stop and and play it. You can what's this? That's Sub Pop, right? Yeah, it's on Sub Pop Records. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, maybe you should put in a little bit of it. Okay, yeah, I'll put some in right here. Okay, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> you can buy a, buy a vinyl of it for like sixteen bucks, I believe, or buy it digitally. I think for ten. I okay, like I'm so tempted to get tracks. the vinyl. Yeah, I don't that's... know why. He's like, oh, I'll put on a jazz record. <laughs> <laughs> that's one classy dinner party. Yeah. Oh, that is that is just awesome. <laughs> even know <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a uh, like a short like a little mini documentary thing yeah. on youtube that we watched too <laughs> and uh, it's just great hearing him talk about you know getting into the process and then at one point just saying i uh i don't know how to play <laughs> piano <laughs> and i don't really like jazz <laughs> <laughs> oh man those those poor artists who actually thought they were coming in to do something, <laughs> do a legitimate <laughs> jazz album. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, their stuff sounds really good. Oh like, yeah, some really good yeah. jazz. Oh yeah. And they're like, we don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> he might be a visionary. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, and I don't know if you saw on the sub pop. Uh, Lauren Bacard, I think. Yeah. It's- he, Bob like, Springer. mixed the last song on the track, so he's involved a little bit. I, oh, really? I haven't heard it, though. Who's, who's that? The creator of Bob's Burgers. Oh, okay. Okay. 
awesome. he's involved with a lot of music on those shows, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's why there's so much music in Bob's Burgers. Gotcha. Which lately, like, every episode of Bob's Burgers has, like, some a little song during the credits, and they're all hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because mostly it's, just, like, a little song that, like, Linda or uh-huh. somebody sang, like, during the... Yeah, they'll elaborate on it in the in the credits. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, that one that was the, basically the Goonies ripoff? Oh. Oh, the one, uh, they went looking for, like, some mob treasure in, like, a bubblegum or a taffy yeah, factory there, or something. Yeah. There was a song. Yeah, there was a Goonies are oh, uh, good enough knockoff song. In yeah. It. Oh, that's cool. Oh, man. That's the episode where Linda and Bob try to have a, a date night at home because the kids are out. Oh. And they have to go looking for them. <laughs> There's more to it, but I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure if I can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not radio appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bob's Burgers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I talked a little bit about Lego Dimensions last week and how good the Doctor Who um, level pack was for that. Well, on the other side of the spectrum, I played the Back to the Future level pack. Oh, another time traveling pack. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I only buy the time travel. Ones. <laughs> but it was it was not good. Really? At all. Oh. Because it's just like basically. An abridged version of the first movie, except only with Doc and Marty. Really? Yeah. No Biff. No. No. Anything? No. Oh. You you start as Marty in in Doc's little shack, and you go meet him at the the J C Penny parking lot to do the the time machine thing, and then you end up in the future, and you get back, and you put together the thing on the clock tower, and then it's over. Ah, oh. that's a bummer. Yeah, it's like a solid, you know. Five ten minutes of gameplay, and wow. that's it. And how much was the pack? Uh, thirty bucks. Oh my <laughs> god, for ten minutes of gameplay. Yeah, well, I mean, you get the you get a tiny DeLorean and a little dock, right? Or a little yeah, Marty, a little Marty, and a hoverboard. Ah, and you also unlock the the Back to the Future world, which is like a little open world area where you do little missions. Which okay, that's that not, was kind of neat. That's not bad. But... Yeah, and it plays the Huey Lewis song. Oh, cool. So, I mean, that's kind of cool, but the actual story-based level was just garbage. Aw. Which is weird when the Doctor Who one was just amazing. Yeah. You think that with this being, what, the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future 2, they would have put a little more time and effort into yeah. their pack, but... I wonder if they just didn't want to pay uh, Christopher Lloyd and, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name. Marty McHerb. <laughs> Michael yeah, J. Like, Michael, yeah, J. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. He had a voice act for more than... Than more than what they did like yeah. one day or whatever that's weird that's weird well it's great when you have the doctor get into the delorean he's not impressed with it oh no <laughs> he's like, i could save the world three times before this baby hits 88 miles per hour <laughs> back to the tardis <laughs> that's pretty great <laughs> so i mean it's uh, it's not a complete waste of money but don't expect a lot out of that level okay so you're saying when the first wave of these Lego Dimension sets go on sale. That's when I should pick that one up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the sets are cool. The little DeLorean is really cool. The upgrades, I finally got to a point where I could upgrade one of the vehicles and they just have you take it apart and rebuild it slightly different. Oh, that's interesting. And it's pretty cool. The DeLorean becomes an electric DeLorean and there's a little, like, like light stuff on the back of it instead of just regular oh, very cool yeah and then the third upgrade you get to take it apart put it back together is the hovering version oh nice you know where you're going you don't need roads right now i still do <laughs> roads Ro- <laughs> other than that it's been i've just been you know 
doing final projects for school and studying. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> always fun. School's lame. But important. Stay in school, kids. Yeah, stay in school. <laughs> Don't smoke. I'm, I, I haven't really done a whole lot. Um, wow, that sounds like me. I know. I'm, I'm a little behind. Is it because it. you've been working? Because then you'll be sounding exactly like me. A little bit, okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, God, I'm, com- I'm behind on so much stuff. Um, but I did watch the season finale of Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. We watched I was going to ask too. you. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that. It was a good episode, actually. Yeah, it was I, really good. And they fixed all of the problems I had with the one before it that made me mad. Yeah. To keep it spoiler light. Um, but we got to go back to Gallifrey. That's cool. Yeah. That was very cool. Yeah. And I remembered how much I hated those stupid 70s, 80s sci-fi the, collars they wear. Oh, yeah, the, the president's <laughs> weird outfit, the Time Lord president. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that... Timothy Dalton's still the Time Lord no, president? he's still Rassilon, but he's a different guy. Aw. I think Timothy Dalton died in that episode. That's a shame. He's a good actor. He really is. He's I really a convincing Nazi in The Rocketeer. Yeah. Well, I, en- I enjoy him in a lot of stuff. Like, Hot Fuzz. I love it. Hot he Fuzz. He was great in oh. Hot Fuzz. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies of all it's time. It's a great movie. It's a, Of the trilogy, I think it's my favorite. Oh, man. Flash Gordon? He was in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> that one James Bond movie. Yeah. Just the one. Yeah. yeah. That's not a good one. <laughs> oh, but my favorite turn is in uh, that he does is in uh, Toy Story 3, where he plays the Shakespearean actor Porcupine oh, with, oh, wearing Mr. the Lederhosen. He is Mr. Prickly Pants <laughs> yeah. for like two lines. <laughs> oh, my God. That almost reminds me when I was watching. Um, God, I'm going to feel bad for saying this. Nomeo and Juliet. I watched hey, it. That was a decent movie. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart as the statue of Shakespeare. Yes. That was that was inspired. Oh, casting. did you guys see they're making another kind of one of those? It's um, a spiritual sequel. Yeah. yeah also with gnomes. Sherlock Gnome. Yeah. 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 That's it. Anyway, Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> get off the subject of, of gnome films. Of gnome films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Though I feel like I'm doing my people proud. But. <laughs> I really liked the episode. I mean, it was really, really good. I mean, we had the last episode where Capaldi proves he can carry an entire episode, for the most part, completely by himself. But it was really interesting going back to Gallifrey and seeing, like, the ruins of his house. And it's weird because then they say he was a highborn Time Lord or whatever. And I'm like, then why why is your house a shack in the middle of the desert? Why do you live in a barn? (laughs) Why do you live in a van down by the river? (laughs) Well, Lardy, frickin' Dodge, Geronimo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he goes to Gallifrey and he just steamrolls everybody. I know. <laughs> I love it's pretty it. awesome. Like he's like standing there like in the barn and uh kind of just standing where his like child version of himself was having nightmares in that bed episode. And they uh and that lady comes in and like, You can't you can't be in here, you know, I'm keeping it for the boys and like even though Time Lords change their faces, apparently there's something about them where you know who they are and he's just staring down at her and she's like almost like the second coming. Well, I guess it kind of was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. With the way they revered the doctor so much. I, I want to know who that lady is. Like, who is that lady to the doctor? I don't know if it's is, is it his, I don't know if it's his mom or like some kind of caregiver. Yeah, it's like the, because I think he's an orphan. Yeah, maybe she, maybe it was like an orphanage kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. But, um. That just makes me think of Miami Con- Connection. <laughs> <laughs> My father! <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were all orphans. <laughs> That movie is so bad. Uh, go watch that movie. It's on Netflix, I think. It's great. Oh, God. Anyway, sorry, um, to, sorry to derail. Yeah, but he's like, 
and there's like he's just hanging out and there's like a crowd of like peasants just kind of around him and then the time lords like get an alarm uh a cloister bell alarm like the tardis has and it's basically uh yeah the tart the doctor's back uh, they, they like send progressively higher up Gallifreyans to meet him in each one. He just kind of just steamrolls each one. <laughs> yeah, first they send like a ship with a gunner in it. He's like, "You need to come with me, doctor." And then he just like walks over, draws a line in the sand, like and with his foot. He with <laughs> his foot goes back to this table where he's eating soup, and like all the peasants are like clapping and cheering and stuff. And just uh, like very little words. No, too. very it's little. Amazing. That's very great. little. And, um, and, like, I think it was, like, Rassilon or, or Rassilon or the general. I can't remember. It was like, what is he doing? And then, like, the head the head uh, lady of the cult of the, the Sisterhood of Karn was like, uh, I think he's going to finish his soup. <laughs> I just kind of had, like, a little giggle about it. Wait a minute. The Sisterhood of Karn, I recognize that. Yeah. Yeah. They've popped up a few times. That was in that episode where they had the, uh, the, the guy the who put doctor? his brain inside a monster. Yeah, yeah, way oh. back in the day. Oh yeah, because yeah, 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 that's yeah. one of that's one of my favorite episodes. That's an old uh, Baker episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Them and uh, uh and they're they're in that episode, that little mini episode with uh, Paul McGann. Okay, so yeah, sh- you've lost me. I just know the he one was where the they eighth, he was the eighth Doctor who was only in that movie, and uh, they did a short little before the fiftieth anniversary came out where it shows him regenerating into John Hurt. Uh, okay, that's right. Yep. Okay. That yeah. was them. I just I just know the episode with Morbius. Is it Morbius? I think it's basically like the Doctor Who version of Roman from yeah. Robot Monster. And, and that's why I love it so much. <laughs> the episode that's just the whole episode was good. And I love uh when Rassilon himself finally shows up and is basically telling the doctor, uh, you need to come with me, blah blah blah. I'm the president, you need to listen to me, yeah. blah blah blah. And like he gets he tries to get these soldiers to firing squad him. <laughs> and they all miss on purpose. Oh, that's great. And they're like yeah, and the, and the one guy's like, you know, when it comes to the the doctor of war, he has no weapons. And then he crosses the line and stands on the other side with the doctor. And it's just kind of a slow mm-hmm. moment, and they all drop their guns on the ground. His weapon is words. Yes, his weapon is words. And uh, they go to, um, Rassilon goes to kill him, and, like, the this head general of Gallifrey would, like, kind of grabs him. He goes, because he, he, uh, the doctor looks at Rassilon and goes, get off my planet. <laughs> and then the general guy grabs him and goes, you heard what he said. Get off his planet. Oh, it's oh, so that's good. Cool. He basically just has a coup. He, he, he coos, a layout. coup on the entire planet. That's cool. Um, you know, there are very few times that I have felt very terrible for a Dalek. Oh, my God. Oh, the one in the... In yeah, the... stuck down in the basement. And it's like, exterminate me. <laughs> Was this the episode where he got his own TARDIS? Um, not TARDIS. Um, Sonic Screwdriver? Scott Sonic Screwdriver? Yes. yes. And it like and glows and stuff? It is awesome. Yeah, it's a pretty cool one. Okay, I, did, I, I saw yeah. a picture of it. And I'm like, okay, I can I can get rid of the glasses for that. That's cool. I am yeah. excited for it. I can't wait to have it next to my other one. <laughs> it's like blue and flashy and... Kind of calls back to the TARDIS a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, TARDIS, it's TARDIS blue and gold. And it has nice. like this spinny blue light on top of it. That's very cool. It's very cool. Uh, and unfortunately, we don't get another episode until Christmas. Yeah. No. But it's got River Song in it. Yeah. So it's kind of worth the wait. And a big red robot that looks like Baymax. Nice. I thought he looked kind of like Onslaught from Marvel. I don't know who that is. It probably looks more like that, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm wondering if they're doing a callback to the, the one priesthood that cuts people's heads off, though. Because it's just a dude's head. Huh. Yeah. The, 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 the big robot suit is basically his mech body. 
and he can take his head off like Futurama style. Oh, nice. <laughs> Wait, I want to talk about spoilers, though. I wouldn't. Don't worry about it. We can later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We could do a full Doctor Who episode sometime in the future if we want to. After the Christmas one, we could talk about the whole season. There you go. Yeah, Perfect. there we go. Uh, well, I actually have a couple of things I've Yay! checked out. Yeah. Uh, earlier this week, I got a wild hair and uh, decided to reread uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, the DC. Wow. Yeah, uh, like the first major, major yeah. like uh, crossover. The abridged version of it is uh, back in the you know back in the seventies and eighties, uh, DC came up with the idea that there are multiple universes where all of their stories that they had ever told all took place on different Earths, and it was making like the the through line storyline really convoluted and crisis on infinite earths was like their attempt to unify all of the different multiple earths into one one continuity where you know everything happened at once so like you had one earth where the justice society was active in world war 2 uh another one where the, but there was no justice league there was one where there was a justice league but no justice society the justice league formed in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. there's an earth where it was just Shazam with just Captain Marvel and his stuff. There was an earth where uh, Nazis took over and that's where the freedom fighters came from. Uncle Sam, Phantom Lady, Human mm-hmm. Bomb, those characters. There was uh, Earth 3, which is the reverse earth where the good guys are bad guys and you have the crime syndicate of America instead of yep. the Justice yep, League. Ultraman and Johnny Quick. and Yeah, and there was like just a ton of like where they tried to tell every single story ever. Huh. So what Prices on Infinite Earths did was it unified them all into one earth where, you know, you had the justice society in world war two and then the justice league came and they were like mentored by the justice society and it changed all these different things. It, um, solved a lot of problems, like major problems with continuity. And it was a, the story looking back on it, the story probably could have been told in six issues instead of like 12, which is what it was done. Mm -hmm. It also caused a lot of problems, which leads me to the next comic I read, which was zero hour, which came out about a year after it. Where they tried, which was just to fix all the problems that Crisis on Infinite Earths created while trying to fix all the problems from before. <laughs> like how there were like multiple versions of Hawkman. Because Hawkman was a member of Justice, the Justice Society during World War II and also a member of Justice, the Justice League in the 70s. But they're two different Hawkmen with the exact same name and, the, and very similar backstories. So they tried to unify those two characters into one one hawk dude one hawk dude and one hawk lady dude um it's like they should release patch notes with these (laughs) that's zero hour it was a patch it was a patch for the for the dc continuity issue with multiple hawkman (laughs) yeah hero brian has been removed (laughs) yes yeah but uh i mean they're they're good crisis is great zero hour is okay what was the one what was the one where Flash died? A crisis. Was that Crisis? That was okay, Crisis. Yeah. Uh, Zero Hour is the one where Parallax is the major villain. He tried to erase all... He tried to erase the universe and rebuild it out of green uh, lantern energy oh, th- this, into the this, planet that this, he wanted. This is how. This is Hal's Parallax. Hal's right? Parallax. Yeah. yeah. After he went nuts. Yep. It, okay. Yep. And part of the things that came out of that was the new Hawkman and Guy Gardner became the alien warrior where he could turn his arms into guns yeah because the 90s (laughs) yeah yeah and uh a couple of other different things goofy things and they've they've had to correct it over and over again yeah i did that and uh the other thing 
was uh, Humble Bundle, which is a um, like a really cheap way to get awesome. It's a charity. It's a charity yeah. to get awesome video games. Had a I usually don't, you know, you know me. I don't buy a whole lot of video games, but this one was too good to pass up. It was uh, SNK uh, Neo Geo like classic games, and it's like Metal Slug and like all the Metal Slugs. Like all yeah, just about all the Metal Slugs. And there's a baseball game, but the ones that I were real was really interested in. Was the art of fighting and um, all the King of Fighters? All the King of Fighter games. There's a Last Blade in there. Last Blade's really uh, good. Samurai Showdown's in there. I uh, love Mark Samurai of the Showdown. Yeah, Garou. Oh, Samurai Showdown is the best. Mm-hmm. So, and it was ten bucks for like fifteen or twenty games. So worth it. And I mean, shoot, the King of Fighters '98 on Steam is fifteen bucks. So I mean, by you're itself, by yeah. itself. So you're like. Saving a ton of money. Oh, yeah. But, and giving to charity. And yeah, yeah, and giving to charity. That's, it was that's Red like, Cross this time, I think it was. Uh, I think I generally always put my... When I do it, I do it to UNICEF. Ah, okay. But uh, uh, I remember when the Star Wars one came out, and mm-hmm. I pumped in like $12 and got like 16 Star Wars games. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, for 10 bucks, I just got just a massive list of games. More games than I'll ever play. Oh, yeah. But uh, it was great, um, and I've been playing a lot of King of Fighters because you love fighting games. Uh, fi- fighting games are kind of my thing. That's really yeah, it's more than niche. anything. That's my niche, and uh, I'm really rusty. <laughs> I haven't played them in so long. I'm incredibly rusty, and I'm used to using like uh, Street Fighter commands on them. And a lot of times they're not in King of Fighters. They're close, but they're not quite. Mm-hmm. And they, there's not as many charge characters as uh, a few more Shoto characters. If Shoto characters like Ken and Ryu, yeah. where you have the fireball, the uh, uppercut, and the um, the, kick. the kick. Yeah, those kind of commands. At least it's not like Mortal Kombat, where they you do forward, back, back, and then a button. Like, it's the actual motions. Yeah, there are motions, and there, God, some of the motions, there's like 720s, where you have <laughs> to like, you have to like spin the controller, the stick twice, and hit like mash buttons to try to get throws down. And um, one, I finally did, uh, the boss character from one of the games is a playable and 98 and it is um his name's geese howard he uh he has a character where you actually have to make a pretzel motion with the stick like an actual like backwards and then up and around and back and down and everything like practically have to like just jiggle the stick over and over (laughs) but i finally did i was never able to do that do his um rising thunder rising Mm -hmm. typhoon or whatever it's called but i finally did it some practice mode didn't count but you know whatever (laughs) it's it's great and uh i love the art style, because it's classic uh, 2D yeah. sprites. Yeah. And the shading that SNK did on their characters is just out of this world great. Yeah, I always super dug King of Fighters. Mm-hmm. I really did too. Yeah. Maybe more than Street Fighter. You know, I I've, Street Fighter is always going to be my number one. But um, yeah, King of Fighters, especially 98. 2002 is okay. It's pretty good too. But it was a it was a built on the 98 uh, yeah. engine. Uh, is probably one of the most solid. Like, I mean, the the uh, the combos are really tight, and the mix-ups are really tight, and it's just it's a really good game. And the humble bundles, well, it's probably done now. No, I think it's still well. By the time this airs, yeah, I don't know. It runs for about a week. Yeah. Okay. Well, then it's probably still going because I think it started in the middle of last week. Yeah, they run also? they run for about a week. Ori okay. Yagami is the best. He's my favorite King of Fighters character. Which one? Ori. The guy with the red hair. Am oh. I pronouncing his name wrong? Oh, Yori. Yeah, Yori. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a definite Shoto character. He's like the evil like Kyo, who's like fire powers and stuff. Um, 
I, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, I play a lot with uh, um, Terry Bogard. Busta Wolf. Yeah, I, I love like his broken English. Yeah. It's like it's a Japanese voice actor because the whole the the game that they the that's in the humble bundle is the Japanese language one, but his, uh, Terry Bogard's is like broken English. It's like power geyser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think my first exposure to King of Fighters ever was like the animated movie. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which one? There's a couple of them. Um. Can't remember. I remember uh, my the ninja chick fights somebody on the steps of some okay temple or something. It's the one where they made up the villain where he's like getting like armor from Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah like some kind of god armor. Or something. Ah, that one's that that movie's so bad. It, it was really, but really it has bad. It, it has one of my favorite characters, Kim Capuan, the Taekwondo master. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's just this normal dude who's you know he does everything like a normal guy but he hates evil he hates evil so much there's a scene in that movie where uh a bad guy shows up and like pushes someone down and um terry and um his brother his brother andy andy Andy, um are about to fight him and kim's in the audience he goes i got this guys and proceeds to get his just butt handed to him (laughs) but he's just like he sees evil and he just wants to put his foot in evil's face so hard that it can't see anymore (laughs) just hates it he hates evil it can't be as bad as that one street fighter anime where uh, ryu and ken are just the best of friends oh they are the best of friends (laughs) yeah yeah that's not the one where uh, chung lee fights vega in her apartment is it it might be. I don't know. I didn't watch all of it. Yeah. No, I think you're thinking of the movie Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li. No, 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 no. This was an animated movie. Oh, it is? Yeah, because like Guile is like, he was voiced by, um, I almost want to say he was voiced by Jet from Cowboy Bebop, but uh, he's, like, he's like stuck in New York traffic trying to get to her because he can hear her getting attacked on the cell phone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Have you seen the Saturday morning cartoon of Street Fighter? No. Yeah. Not since oh I was man. A child. Oh, it is based loosely on the movie, the live action movie. Oh <laughs> god. But they ha- but they look like the their game characters. So Blanca is um, uh, Carlos Blanca, his buddy Charlie, and like all this stuff. It's uh, the live action movie is so bad. It's, yeah. You mean great? The live action one. Oh, with uh, with Raul Julia as as, as Bison. Yeah. The day I destroyed your village was the day that changed your life. For, For me, me, it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, he paid all of his minions in bison dollars, <laughs> which will be worth the equivalent of five British pounds as soon as he kidnaps the queen. Uh, <laughs> uh, God. <laughs> so dumb. But the I love dumbest. It. I love it. Okay, hey, we got to take a break. So when we come back, we'll be talking about some news. Yay. Nerd Overload is sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. MB Subculture is the one-stop shop for all your geeky needs, from comics and collectibles to unique custom costumes, masks, makeup, and more. MB Subculture is located at 127 South Sandusky Avenue in downtown Bucyrus, 419-562-0404, and online at subcultureoh.com.
Hey, we're back. That was I Can't Play Piano Part 2 by John Benjamin off of the Well, I Should Have album. Uh, I can't get it up. Thank you again. I, I, You kept that a secret until we started recording, and I'm so glad you did because, oh, man. That, that week that we discovered it, we were just listening to it off and on constantly. Oh, like, I'd be is... sitting there, and all of a sudden, I'd hear... Oh man! All right. Well, hey, we have uh, we have a little bit of news to get into. Um, I think we're going to start with the PlayStation experience. Uh, Apparently, a thing Sony does now. Yeah, done it for a couple years. It's like a Nintendo Direct, but PlayStation. Yeah. Well, they have their own little con, I guess. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's Sony Con. 2015 <laughs> they did all their big announcements which there was some fun ones okay well they showed off their vr headset the playstation vr cool i don't think they put a price on it did they not that i saw no because because nobody wants to price their vr technology yet but they, they had a lot of neat games for that um one of them being res that old music game for was it from the Dreamcast? for the Dreamcast? Oh, i think it was from the Dreamcast. there's a lot of psychedelic wireframe oh, that shooting would, yeah that would be really good for a vr yeah it, it should it should work really well in vr I, th- I think the creator of it came out in a full body glowing vr suit oh that's awesome it was ridiculous <laughs> um they revealed the final street fighter character yeah fang or fong uh they i don't know it both ways during the reveal they did I don't, in the game, he calls he calls himself Fong. It's probably Fong. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting design. He's a very thin man. He's a weirdo. Yeah. He's he's looking he's dude. much like Rufus from Street Fighter Four, where like the last reveal is just some straight up weirdo. <laughs> but uh, it's like they took the uh, the model for like a Chinese like traditional Chinese fighter guy and just like stretched him out so he's like really long and skinny and, and skinny, skinny yeah. features but they put like a baggy coat on him yeah and the voice actor is definitely doing a James Hong impression <laughs> it's interesting I like the way he throws those fireballs they like bounce off, ricochet off the ceiling and stuff and he flaps his arms like a bird yeah <laughs> it's yeah. weird it's weird I've, I've seen a lot of people not like it because he's too weird but that's you're coming from a game series that has a big green monster man who's been a staple in the series every every game. <laughs> Electric green monster man. Yeah, so, he was like he's like the Wolverine of Street Fighter. Uh, really Blanca, is. yeah. But no, I'm I'm interested. I'm sure I'm sure when it gets to like tournament tournament play, no one's going to use them. It'll just be you know Ken, Ken. and Ken and probably Alex once the DLC comes out. But whatever. I don't know. I like Dalsum. No one likes Dalsum. I like him. Well, the, you're the only one. Everyone hates Dalsum <laughs> for some lo- reason. He's low-tier trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I like Dalsum's new design with the beard, but I think we've talked about that yes, before. We have. Yeah. A lot Be- of people got beards in the Street Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bearded Street Fighter is a good Street Fighter. <laughs> but I'm a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to see any butt slaps out of Armika, but... Uh, no, no. That's <laughs> another story. But there might be a bearded butt. Yeah. Bearded butt. yeah, if they put a beard on Armika's butt, then then <laughs> that'll be great. Yeah, everyone will love it. <laughs> Big old butt beard. <laughs> make um, it make it happen. They, yeah. they showed for the first time the remastered version of uh, Day of the Tentacle. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What? I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, they did. I wasn't terribly impressed. They. It looks like they just upscaled the sprites and like redrew them. 
mm. instead of like you know going from scratch and making a whole new game. Yeah, which I mean, it's incredibly accurate to the original game while looking better. But I don't. Know, I guess I was expecting more out of it. Mm. But still, I mean, that's a great game, and you could play it in its original form and still have a good time. So, cool. you know, it'll be worth getting when it comes out. In that same note, they also announced they're doing the same thing to Full Throttle. Okay. Which is an awesome classic. It is. Yeah. LucasArts adventure biker gang game by Tim Schafer. It's, I played that a lot when I was a kid. That was a that was a big deal for me. I think that was the first game I ever got on CD-ROM. Nice. Full Throttle. Nice. Also, a hundred foot robot golf. That sounds great. Oh, which God, is exactly so what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> it's giant robots playing golf in cities and destroying um, them. Yeah, you watch the trailer because it's pretty good. Yeah, and it has um, some references to Evangelion that are great. An anime with giant robots. If you don't know it, we shouldn't have to explain what Evangelion is. Well, I don't. Well, I guess even I know that they're it's giant robots and weird weird stuff. Yeah, that, I guess. Uh, but that's a VR game too, right? It has a VR mode. Okay. I think it's so you so you can play regular without spending a ton of money. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Supposedly, nobody knows how much <laughs> this headset's gonna be. Yeah. I've heard everywhere from two hundred fifty bucks to like four hundred. So who knows? Wow. No thing. All I know is I won't have one either way. Speaking of which, I bought a Google Google Cardboard headset. Yeah. How is it? It's neat. <laughs> is it car is it putting a cardboard thing over your phone and putting it on your head yeah yeah that's exactly what it is but it works i mean it looks 3d and when you look around you look around in these little worlds i mean i haven't found any like great apps that have been like okay this makes it worth it but i haven't spent a lot of time with it it's cool i've seen the uh um viewmaster is putting out like a plastic thing to work with it but i think they also work with the cardboard yeah it basically well. is a viewmaster i mean there's a little button on the side that you you push up and down like oh that's cool the viewmaster very cool i don't get the benefit of that of what like those vr thingies that require both your eyes to use oh because you have a bad eye i do too so i don't see the 3d hardly at all but you don't even get that it doesn't even work at all or barely because i can't see the 3d but i can still it looks regular to me I would probably just see the cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sad blindy. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on from that. That's sad. That's sad like, talk. This isn't crossy, a sad overload. Crossy road in VR. Which okay. Which is very very difficult. So you're like turning your head to look both ways, like. Uh, uh. <laughs> crossy road. Yeah. God dang it. VR crossy road. No. <laughs> You literally have to look both ways, and then you'll still probably get hit by a car. <laughs> or if you take too long, you get carried away by a bird. I don't think it does that. It's a very stripped-down crossy road. <laughs> Stupid hipster whale. Um, and we were saving it for last, but... Well, we, are we uh, going to talk about Psychonauts too? Oh, I forgot. I didn't write it down. Well, no, you... Oh, we I did. Yeah. Down here. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Well, that wasn't at PSX. The oh, it wasn't? thing that was was... Uh, they're doing a VR cycle. Ah, that's what it is. Also. Okay. Mm. Okay. But they they didn't really say a whole lot about it or what it was. It was, it was just, Psychonauts in VR. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was called the Rhombus of Ruin or something. <laughs> and they do this great little uh, reference to that that time cover with Palmer Lucky like jumping on the beach and it was oh, really God. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did they did a joke about that where it's it's Raz from the game jumping up in the air with the VR. Oh, that's awesome. On. Um, do we want to talk? Well, I guess we might as yeah, well talk might about as well. 
right before this happened, there was a big annou- uh, announcement that Tim Schafer wants to do Psychonauts 2 with, and crowdfunding it. Okay. Not through Kickstarter, through Fig, which is like a crowdfunding thing that he helped start. Okay. Which I guess you can you can actually, it counts as an investment. You can actually get a return on it if you give them so much. Oh, that's cool. That's cool, at least. So, um, yeah, it's like a more fair case. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. It's It'll happen. They'll fund it. Yeah. Oh, it's probably already almost there. It probably it, is. It's like he needed like three. It was the same amount that Broken Age made. He just uh, asked for that again. Okay. Well, then, yeah, it's going to get done. So yeah. that's cool. And it's great. Psychonauts is a great game. The mm-hmm. sequel will be great. Yeah. Not a lot to say. Yeah. Go fund it if that's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing from the PSX uh, we probably want to talk about is the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, right? Yep. <laughs> well, I guess I guess wanting to talk about it is not exactly accurate. It's we should probably talk about yeah. it. Um, we were really excited for it when they announced the uh, they were going to do a remake yeah. originally because when, we, when really we thought it was good. a remake, yeah, it's <laughs> it's basically a brand new game. Yeah, I, with a very similar with a similar story to the original, but just a new game yeah it, it's more like a reboot than a remake. yeah and i don't know how to feel about it yeah because I mean, they showed the battle like a battle scene and it looks like the kingdom hearts battle scene where, where you're you running get, around and slashing stuff yeah. instead of like the actual final fantasy where you waited your turn yeah. wait your turn and it like made to tactical decisions yeah this time you just run up and just mash button until and you still have the menu on the side of the screen if you want to use a spell or whatever that works the same yeah but you're also mashing the attack one, walking up to people and mashing the attack command. Yeah, that's. Uh, and it it's never worked for me, even in Kingdom Hearts. I never thought it was that great. I've I've never been a fan. I always like the original ATB, where you're stand where they're where they're standing on one side and your enemies on the are on the other, and you wait your turn, you wait <laughs> till your bar fills up, and then you can move and do something. But that I mean, that's what the game is. That's yeah. what Final Fantasy VII is. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that they announced is that it is uh, going to be episodic, which is, again, I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. Apparently, there's just so much content that they want to cover that they're going to split it into multiple games. They didn't say how many. The Prelude to Vincent, coming in February. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, it's... How... I, part, of me, part of me can see what they're doing, why why they chose to do it this way, because there is going to be a lot of content. Yeah. There was a lot of content I mean, in the original, and game. if they're going to pretty much pre-render they're not they're not pre-rendering everything everything is going to be like actual interactable things there's not like map paintings in the background like the original um it's going to be a huge file size yeah it's a big open world and it would be way too much to put on a disc or multiple discs i can't wait to do chocobo racing <laughs> if they well, if they keep that in there, yeah. I don't know. If it's better in there, yeah. They, they, they mentioned they are they are taking some things out. They'll, oh, they'll prob- sell that to you as a separate game. Yeah, <laughs> that'll probably be like the uh, your DS or your uh, smartphone like companion yeah. app where you can transfer files from it or something. But anyway, it's- episode four. Uh, the Golden Saucer, and yeah, you, which is a whole game of Golden Saucer. You, you make a joke, but that could very well be it. Quest for the Golden Chocobo. Yeah, and part of it, part of me is, I understand it. It is more, a lot of it is a, uh, a money grab, I think. But it kind of makes the game a little more linear, don't you think? Yeah, because you could go back at any time to all the, well, not in, at any time. In the original, but it this one, once you get past part one, you're not going to be able to get back to, if you miss something, you're done. And so, but they have said that it's 
each section is going to be like the size of a full game, which is cool. So what, like eight hours? I, I would say eight to 12, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I just hope they don't price each one at like 60 bucks a pop. I'll bet they do, though. I 100% bet they do. I mean, it's Final Fantasy. Yeah. And the other thing that kind of worries me is, you know, if they're starting this now and say they make six sections, they chop it up into six because there were originally three discs and in the original PS one, let's say they, they do two episodes per disc. Okay. And they say, say it takes a year and a half to develop each one it means the game's going to, the game as a total is going to be in development for over 10 years. By the time it ends, we could be on PlayStation five. I think they're using the unreal engine for yeah. it. They could be uh, woefully out of date by the time the game comes out. It could be the, it could be the most beautiful thing now. And in 10 years, be the ugliest thing coming out on the PS5. We, we, we could all be playing games in, in our Google Cardboard. We could. At that point. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about by then we're going to have little jacks hooked up and plugged yeah, right into our brains. It's going to be Sword Art Online. Just, <laughs> just, just think of if, if a new PlayStation comes out and they move the last couple episodes onto the new system, think of how much of a pain it's going to be to transfer your save file from, yeah, if it even from Fortify you if he that. lets you do that or you'd have to start from scratch on the new system. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, maybe have to rebuy them. I hate development <laughs> hell. Yeah. So it's, just, I don't know how. They're place, just going about this in the dumbest, wrongest way possible. I don't know how they managed to take something that was so good. Such a great idea. You know, yeah. Remake Final Fantasy VII. It's the, arguably the best one of the series. I'd like six better, but that's yeah. just me. <laughs> but one of the most iconic versions yeah, of the it's, game it's one of the most important jrpgs of all time yeah and yeah, they've I mean, taken come on they've done how many spinoffs an animated movie for it i mean it's yeah. nuts they've taken it makes me this also makes me wonder if there's going to be a segment based on advent children the movie possibly and that makes me sad no because i didn't like Advent children at all i Not liked one it bit. in regards that, that there was Cool, pretty stuff moving around on my screen. Yeah, I liked the, the I liked the end fight. Yeah, the story was non-existent. It was and dumb, garbage. Like <laughs> not enough Kate Sith. <laughs> a robot cat riding a giant stuffed animal whose weapon is a megaphone. Not enough of that. There was uh, something else. He was like the he was like a the mind of a Shinra scientist or something. Uh, put in he it. was being controlled by a Shinra scientist yeah. back Spoilers. at the office. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers for the second disc. Gosh. But uh, yeah, like, they took something that was great and they marred it. It it's, would be so easy to do. Like all, all people want is just the original game. Redo really pretty. The, redo the character models real good. Redo. You know what? Use static images for the background. Yeah, like the original. Just make just them look real nice. Make them look really nice. Get rid of all the the artifacting and the low quality JPEGs that they were before, and yeah. just make them look real nice. Make the character models real nice. Make the battle scenes look really good. That's it. That's all they would have to do. Run it on the same freaking engine. I don't care. Yeah, and keep me crying when uh you know the one thing happens. Unless in this new game there is a DLC no. to nope 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 yeah. not nope. have that nope. happen. Yeah. Nope. It's so. a DLC that changes Sephiroth's sword to uh, uh, like an inflatable a pool noodle. sword. So it goes, <laughs> 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 uh. yeah, pull, like two pool, three pool noodles taped together. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Ba, 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 and, ba, ba. and lightning will probably be in it. No, <laughs> that just made me think of 
one of my favorite things ever. Oh, was where they they put lyrics to the to the Sef, to no, the Sephiroth song? They mixed the Sephiroth song "One Winged Angel" with the SpongeBob stepping on a beach. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> pretty good. Stepping on the beach. It is pretty good. Uh, I was like this close to having it blaring when I took my driving test. So, like, when I turned on the car, that's what you would hear. It's like this close. Uh, there was one where I saw where they they tried to translate the lyrics, and it was like a bunch of bunnies, spoons touching. We, we, we yeah. wrote one about Chipotle. Yeah, I forget how it goes. I'm not gonna sing it on air. Beans. All right. Well, um, Chipotle. <laughs> Uh, all right, hey, let's move on to our next uh, thing here. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 had a trailer that came out, and surprisingly, it looks okay. Yeah, it's not as bad as you would think. I mean, the turtles still look like Shrek, but... They look pretty bad, but everything else looks good. Like, Bebop and Rocksteady are in this, and they oh, look like Bebop and Rocksteady. God, they do, and I love, love the like, fact that Bebop has the freaking 80 shades. Yeah. yeah. Mohawk, like, mm-hmm. it looks exactly right. Yeah, Megan Turtle- Fox is still in it. That's that's a that's a turn off. But Turtle Van that shoots manhole covers yeah. like the toy. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was great. You know what? At least Megan Fox has like a yellow jacket in this. So she had a yellow she... jacket in the last one. She did. Yeah. Oh, I guess I wasn't really paying attention. Womp womp. Put her yeah. in a yellow jumpsuit. Yeah, they should. And actually, you know, make her hair red. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a goal too. Yeah. I wonder if Whoopi Goldberg will come back. I, I hope so. <laughs> they. I mean, they're bringing Will Arnett back as Vernon. Uh, which which he was he was fine in it he was okay that um, movie successful made him not funny casey jones looks great i wish he had long hair yeah you gotta give but it up every, for the arrow <laughs> but everything else about him looks right and the fight scene that they showed in the trailer looked the mask really good definitely looks better in motion it does than like the crappy the static ones yeah uh i'm surprised they put baxter stockman in i know and they made him african-american like he was in the comic he's medea it's uh, it's uh, what's his name? Tyler, Tyler Perry. Perry. Tyler Perry with a mustache and it's in a lab coat. From the cart, people who don't know from the cartoon, he ends up turning into a giant fly person. <laughs> also in the cartoon, he was a white dude because they didn't want um, well, yeah, Shredder yelling at a black guy and people getting all mad about it. Well, yeah, but I. Though That's Shredder, great. Though Shredder was voiced by a black guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and Shredder yells at literally everyone. <laughs> and we saw an actual Shredder, not like a Shredder bot. Yeah. From the first one. The only thing that doesn't look right, like you mentioned before, were the turtles. And I think the problem is they're stuck with those models from the first movie. Everything else, like if they would have started with this movie, I bet they would have looked a little more like the actual turtles. Yeah. Because it seems like they've learned from their mistakes. They've learned from some of their mistakes. Yeah. Let's put it that way. It seemed like they were kind of listening. Like, People were like screaming about like wanting the things from nostalgia. I mean, like we want these things. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, hopefully Splinter's better. Well, they showed a real quick. Oh uh, uh, yeah, but he, it was all CG, which yeah. is I mean, which I mean, it's fine. Like I said, if they if the turtles looked as good in the first movie as Bebop and Rocksteady look in this movie, we would have a completely different movie, and our opinions would be a little would be this totally is different. This is true. I mean, I I might not regret seeing this one in the theater, but who really knows? Oh, I'll go and see it again. Oh yeah, I'll the, spend the money. I'll, the, I'll drop my five bucks. The I don't first care. one was You're such part a, of the problem. I yeah, I am I am part of the problem. That's what we said when we went and saw it last time. Was like you and me went and saw it, uh-huh. and then we hated it so much, and they're like, 
crap, they're probably going to do a sequel, and we put money into it. We so are the re- We are the dumb reason why and they're making a sequel. seriously, like a week later, they announced there's a sequel. And we're like, yeah. ah, crap. We made this happen. We did this. <laughs> yeah. I still have never seen the first one. Don't. You're not missing much. <laughs> don't. Just start with the second on one. Netflix, and, and I yeah, have just, watched just it. Yeah, just don't. The, the story is dumb and f- full of so many plot holes, it's ridiculous. Nothing makes sense. The motivation for any of the characters makes no sense. The turtles do not have any personalities outside the leader, the angry one, the techno nerd, and the dumb one. It wasn't that the mm-hmm. original show, though, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but you could, do, you could do more for character development. You could have maybe some reasons why Raphael is yeah. the angry one. William Fickner's character was completely underutilized in the first movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I have a theory about that. I think he was originally supposed to be inside the Shredder armor. Mm. And they changed that at the last minute because they wanted an actual everyone, Shredder. That when everyone was screaming about having a white Shredder. That's <laughs> that's why the main villain of the movie is not taken down by the Turtles. He is taken down by April and Vernon in a separate scene <laughs> while the Turtles are fighting a giant Shredder robot. Because I think it was supposed to be Fickner Iron, inside. Iron Shredder. He was supposed to be inside the armor. That scene was stupid, too. Because he's sitting there like... Moving his arm when you shoot that gun and like pew 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 pew. Well, and I think at that point, I like I said, I think they came back and reshot that oh, at the so last minute. Bad. I think Fickner knew that it was going to be a bad movie, so he was just Dumb he had up. just kind of gave up. <laughs> Which is a shame because he's a really good actor. Anyway, we have time for one more news article. The one news article. Yeah, the you one thought, we've been covering for the past. Two yeah, weeks. you you thought we were going to skip it because we haven't mentioned it yet. But no, Mystery Science Theater. It's time, guys. <laughs> it's still going, and it still needs your money. Actually, by the time everyone hears this, it will be over. Oh, that's true. It'll, it's done at one a.m. on Saturday, so it'll be over by about eight hours by the time you hear this. But anyway, they've been up making a ton of announcements this past week. Um, All the announcements. Yeah, they've added. Like right, they've announced the writers list and people coming back and a different artists. I'm actually going to pull it up here and we can kind of go through them real quick because uh, some of this lot. is definitely worth. Yeah, there's a lot too much for me to memorize and there's a lot. Okay, so they've they've been adding right now. They are up to a little past 4.4 million, which means there's going to be nine episodes made. They have uh, at the time of this recording about two days left to uh, get funded for the full 12. They're going to do it. Even if they hit five million, I have a feeling Shout Factory is going to throw in an extra half a mil. Mm. Somebody make, will. Somebody will. I mean, will. a lot. A lot of people are paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then let's see. Let's go through some of these. Um, there's going to be the cast is going to be writing for it, which is good. Jonah, uh, Ray, and Pat Oswalt are great um, riffers. If you watch them during like award shows. Mm-hmm. Um, on Twitter. Pat Oswalt's like a big old nerd and I'm sure he mm. is like eating the crap out yep. of this. And Felicia Day is a good writer. She wrote, or at least, she wrote or at least um, co-wrote The Guild, which, which was her. It's a really good show. Really yeah. Good show. Was, yeah. And uh, the other, the two voices for the bots, um, Hampton Yount and Baron Underbite. Yeah, Baron <laughs> Underbite. Uh, they're both stand-up comedians, so I'm sure they're going to do well. There's uh, a couple of backers that have bought their way onto ripping a couple shows. They're going to have like two jokes. Yeah, well, mean, that's gonna fine. Be, it's going to be inconsequential. But it's fine. Uh, the the actual writing staff are just people that Joel has met through his travels that think that he thinks they're really funny. So they're a bunch of you know up and coming like writers, writers. But they're a bunch of guest writers like Dan Harmon who's created Community and Rick and Morty, which is great. Yeah, 
And Justin Roiland, who's, who's also the, you know, he created Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, Rob Schraub, who uh, I guess, according to this, he was a remote writer for, for the original show. Um, uh, he did Channel 101 for... Um, Justin uh, and Dan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like the uh, the third Channel 101 person mm-hmm. on already. He's doing the new Lego movie, and I actually know him from the comic series uh, Sp- uh, Scud the Disposable Robot. Yeah. Which, really great. He actually did a lot of uh, Tick episodes as well. Nell Scoville. She's writing The Muppet Show, has worked on The Simpsons, New Heart, and The Gary Shandling Show, which is cool. They're all funny. Ernest Klein uh, wrote Ready Player One, which is uh, going to be made by uh, Spielberg, is being made now. Into which, a movie. The, into a movie. The book isn't super great, but it is chalk to the gills with 80s references. And so, at least in that sense, great. And I should say, all these guest writers, they're going to be in for like an episode or two. They're not going to be full-time yeah. writers. Uh, Paul and Storm's doing a bunch of music, which is cool. They're a great musical comedy act. Uh, Dana Gould is a, was a Simpsons writer. Uh, Robert Lopez. Oh, the, um, the guy that wrote Let It Go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he also but he also did Avenue Q and Book of Mormon. Yeah. And those are great. Uh, let's see. And they, they actually amazing. have... Yep. They also have some re- uh, returning people from the original series. Uh, Charlie Erickson... Uh, he wrote the MST3K love scene, love theme, the love song, scene. Oh love God. scene. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. Some hot, some hot robot on robot action. Let me tell you. No, clang, he, wrote, clang, clang. he wrote the theme song. So that's great. He's coming back. Uh, bees McKeever was a, uh, she did a lot of the props, which is great. Uh, Chris Ballas, uh, makeup designer. Cool. And Paul, uh, Paul Chaplin, who actually showed up on screen quite a bit. And he was in a lot of the later seasons. He wrote for like uh, 144 of the 200 episodes that they did. Wow. So yeah. he's like the biggest like returning writer. And that's that's great. Unfortunately, none of the original cast. But as far as we know, yeah. um, if any of them come back, it's probably going to be Mary Jo Pell. The Rift Tracks guys have all said that they are gracious for the offer, but they're not going to do it. Trace Blue basically said that he wishes them all the best, but he's going with his uh, two-man show uh, with Frank Conniff, who has turned it down and has been just a a big old butt on Twitter about it. (laughs) He's like, he turned it down and then immediately started bashing it. It's not cool, but whatever. They've added some art people, which is cool. Uh, Wayne White, who... Uh, Design Pee-wee's Playhouse is going to be building sets for him. <laughs> Which is like right up the alley of the sets. It's, of, it's perfect. Of it, that's a perfect fit. Um, the thing I'm excited for, uh, Pendleton Ward and Rebecca Sugar, who uh, created Adventure Time and Steven Universe. Both, you know, both. A very accomplished musical writers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're actually going to be doing a lot of art stuff and they're going to be contributing um, backer rewards and Rebecca Sugar's brother, Steven, who the main character of Steven Universe is kind of based on, uh, is going to be designing like the ship layout and the Gizmonic Institute maps, which is kind of his thing. Yeah, he, that guy does some brilliant backgrounds. Well, he he pretty much built, drew, created uh, um, Beach, Beach City. City for Steven Universe, which is Which awesome. is also loosely based off a town they used to live in. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, he's a great layout Oh, yeah, artist. oh, definitely. Like um, the, the like I love that's one of the things I love about the show. It feels like a real breathing world. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let's see a guy named Guy Davis. He is an artist behind the Sandman Mystery Theater, which is a really good Vertigo uh, book based on like the classic Sandman character. Yeah. From DC. Um, he's going to be doing a lot of art for them. Uh, there's also a bunch of um, 
design stuff. They haven't really like all art stuff. They're putting together an art book, like a coffee table art book for it, which I'm, I love to have, but I can't afford. (laughs) (laughs) It's like 50 bucks, which is a lot for a book, but whatever. It's looks really cool. Anyway, really excited for it. They're adding a lot of uh, different great things. And and there's a big telethon. Oh, I guess it'll be over by the time it airs. It'll be but over. They're doing a cool telethon. Yeah, the the final day they're doing a telethon, uh, a countdown all night on um, YouTube. And they're going to have a bunch of special guests pop up. I think the I think the Game Grumps are going to pop up at some point. Yeah. And Star Bomb and everything. Yeah. Uh, We'll probably watch some of it. And oh, talk I'll probably, about it. probably <laughs> talk next about week. Talk about it then next week. Yeah, probably. But after that, you're done with Mystery Science Theater news till it comes out. <laughs> yep. Oh, they actually updated while we were recording. They were at eighty-four percent when we started. They're at eighty-seven percent funded <laughs> at this point. They it's have. It's gonna make it. <laughs> it's gonna make it. They have made four point seven seven million. So they are under a million dollars away from getting all tw- a full season made. Yay! With two days left, that is super awesome. We should get some sort of kickback from all for all the promoting. <laughs> we should. Done. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So they have a bunch of guests showing up uh, next season, or at least he's offered for them to pop up. Jack Black. That'd be a good fit. Mm-hmm. He he would honestly make a good host. Host or yeah. or really good mad. Yeah. He would make a really good mad. He's crazy uh, enough. Like if, like if Patton wasn't the, uh, the henchman. henchman, Jack Black yeah. would have made a good henchman. Joel McHale, which would have made a really good host. Oh, especially like back in the day, like uh-huh, when the Mike, soup. Yeah, when yeah. Mike was going out, if he would have been the next one. Oh like, man, that would have been the early two thousands. It would have been perfect. Oh yeah, they would have gone another hundred episodes with that. Uh, Bill Hader, which I could see amazing. him. I could see him coming on as like a voice yeah. for like because they've talked about making other bo- uh, bots, right? Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, who is amazing in everything. Yeah, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Jerry who Seinfeld. is a super good. Actually, he and Joel Hodgson are really good friends. Really, there's an episode of uh, uh, Driving in Cars to Get Coffee, Jerry Seinfeld's YouTube series, uh, with Joel, and they've they were like comedy buddies from like when they they both started stand up huh. comedy about the same time. So they have been friends for like 35 years. Wow. Yeah. So. And it's a, it was a really interesting, um, it's like the one episode of that Jerry Seinfeld show that I watched cause I don't <laughs> really care, but it was really good. And it's, you could tell that they're buddies for a long time and, uh, they keep, it's interesting. They don't have him listed here, but, uh, Mark Hamill has donated a not insignificant amount of money to this project, huh. which makes me think that he is also going to pop up at some point because why not Felicia day backed it. Like at the first day, and she is in on it. it. Uh, jo- Jonah Ray backed it the first day and is on it. He backed it within the first week, and we don't know how much he gave, but it was quite. From what I understand, it was a good, sizable amount. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, Mark. Ha- yeah, Mark yeah. got all that Star Wars money and all that, uh, all that Cartoon Network money. In fact, here it is, back November twentieth, which is about when it started. Here's the tweet from Mark Hamill. I I just backed Bring Mystery Science Theater 2000 on Kickstarter. Finally put my money where my mouth is. Go, Joel. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, he is. Here it is. He is doing a cameo in Mystery Science Theater 3000. So it is happening. <laughs> that is cool. Luke Skywalker and the Joker and everything. Super <laughs> excited. I'm a little worried that a lot of, like, it's starting to become, like, Joel and friends. Yeah. Like, 
open the door. Who's this guest going to be? But uh, Somebody's I'm, knocking on the door to the satellite of love. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm still excited. I think it's going to be great. And I'm glad to hear it's going to have 12 episodes. I'm, it means that my backer amount actually is a deal instead of yeah. not quite so much of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of this is just him publicly brainstorming too. I yeah, uh, it kind of feels like it, but that's cool. Yeah. If you if you film it, the nerds will come. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I'm hoping that it gets picked up by, at the very least, Netflix or someone like that. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. So I, yeah, I wish yeah. I could say go back it, but it's already done. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, if you did back it. Good job. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, why am I thanking you? We're, we're not oh, involved yeah. with it yet we've talked about as it far so as we know yeah, as far as maybe we're guests yeah who knows they're inviting bum, everyone bum, apparently bum. Yeah. anyway i think we've pretty much run i think we've actually run over on time a little bit so let's get out of here uh you've been listening to nerd overload thank you very, very much for tuning in find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. you can give us some likes on that big blue facebook at facebook.com forward slash nerd overload website Email us with any comments, concerns, or quests at staff at nerdoverload. Yeah, quests. You can quest give too. us quests to yep. complete at staff I accept, no matter what the gold mount it is. Yes. <laughs> you can tweet tweets at us at nerd underscore overload. I think that wraps it up. Thank you again for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Pizza out. This show was sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. Yeah.